Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 1620 The Zone. Here's Alexander. Up top for Kaufbrenner. Kaufbrenner goes outside for Baylor. Baylor looks for Kaufbrenner. Kaufbrenner's got it. Layup good. And that's it. That's the 10th assist. And the first traditional triple-double in Creighton Blue Jay basketball history belongs to Aurora, Nebraska's Baylor Shireman. 10, 10, and 10. Mason Miller comes in, and Baylor Shireman checks out. Standing ovation for Baylor Shireman, the super senior, and I do mean super senior, from Aurora, Nebraska. Live from 50th and Capitol Avenue in the Big O, this is Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone, 1620thezone.com and 1620thezone TV. Now here's Gary, Nick, and Jimmy. You're cooking with gas. Hey, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Hey, you too. Uh, love Jimmy's it. wearing red. Love is a game. And it had nothing to do with the day. Yeah. I actually forgot today it's was cute. that day. Really? Yeah. Did your wife know that? It's adorable. Yeah, we've been married almost 12 years. So oh, yeah. that shouldn't stop anything. <laughs> what a lame excuse. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, we're having the heart pizza later. We always get a heart pizza. Uh-huh. From where? I don't know yet. I'm willing to take suggestions. Da Vinci's in Lincoln used to have the uh, heart pizza. I've uh, I've dabbled oh, okay. in it. I think it's uh, Valentino's, right? Yeah, Valentino's was the, one, the mm. only one I knew that had one, but I think others have tried since. Yeah, others have. Yeah. But I'll yeah I'll take that into account. Oh, that's kind of a nice little tradition. Yeah. Do oh, a little wine. Yeah. Yes. All right. Definitely. Magic time. Yeah. <laughs> it was in Orlando last night. No. Forgot no, to no. throw that out for Shaq. Happy time. Oh, happy time. Magic happy. Whatever. However you want to characterize it. It was happy time for Baylor Shireman last night. So. Uh, well, welcome in everybody. Uh, it is uh, Valentine's Day. It is Ash Wednesday. Yeah. It is also the Kansas City Chiefs parade. Uh, it starts at 11 a.m., and it's going to be 51 degrees. Yeah. And the first year they won the Super Bowl under Mahomes, it was bitterly cold. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, now it's going to be 51. I imagine they will have a monster crowd. No Taylor Swift, though, for all the Swifties out there that want to watch. The city of Kansas City yeah. asked that she not come because they were not staffed well enough to protect her and all of the mayhem. But she's also on her way to Australia. Austri- yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. She catching a flight to Australia. Yeah. Too. But uh, love is a uh, a game that both can play and win. Could she hook so up with can be a winner today? <laughs> yeah. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Yeah, this is... You've been sitting on that one for a little bit. Oh, right? you know what? Hey, I like Valentine's Day. I will Dude. tell you this. So, I uh, I mean, I know she's listening. I went and got flowers last night. Flowers are expensive this year. Yeah. What happened to those people in South America doing up my flowers? Yeah. Because hey. they're, 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 hey, they're expensive. Yeah. Are they and, cheaper tomorrow? Well, <laughs> well, uh, there could be some pre-made like uh, like I know candy assortments arrangements that uh, didn't uh, get off the shelf. That maybe yeah, maybe tomorrow. But good luck doing that. That's good, Jimmy. You're the kind of guy that uh, you strike me as. Uh, 
You're Mr. Uh, December 26th in the stores, buying up all the uh, wrapping paper. <laughs> Ask or, her. She's the one who taught uh, me to save money. No. She goes, it's economical. Like, you know what? Let's do the Christmas on the 27th. Candy on November 1st. Hey, let's do Thanksgiving December 1, because turkeys will probably be cheaper. <laughs> yeah, give hey, me the product. Hey, let's go out on St. Patrick's Day. Let's go celebrate it like, uh, let's go before everybody else. Let's yeah. go there on the 10th. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, that's actually a good idea. Uh, this like is uh, a couple of two journalism uh, degrees. Uh, this is not the, you know, for some people, this isn't a great day. I mean, you, you know, not everybody is in love. Oh, yeah. Some people are married, but they're not in love. Some are very vengeful. Some will break up today. Ooh. You maybe you slide into somebody's MySpace and say, peace, I'm out. <laughs> or you did the worst thing and you started dating someone yesterday. And then you got to deal with today. Yeah, that's a bad play on yep. both sides. Because yeah, you got to understand what the day is because there's a lot of pressure there. Yeah, you you know you're not starting, and the only way you're starting yesterday is you got hammered on Mardi Gras, well, yeah. and you're like, oh man, bad decision. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, bad decision. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. So, so we all remember what last last night was in Dollar Beers at uh, CHI Health Center. Maybe love was uh, in the air last night too. Uh, love is not in the air, and I apologize. I I love him, man. He's a great listener, good dude, Asian Joe. He's the lone uh, Georgetown, Georgetown Hoya fan that I know. Never did I think that when Creighton joined the Big East and Georgetown was part of the Big East, you'd have ever night in Omaha, whether it be on a weekend or a weekday, where you would have to push dollar beers and fan appreciation to get more than 10000 to come watch Georgetown Creighton yeah. play. If they, last night's crowd was light in the shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and understandable, it's a Tuesday, it's a 7.30, the opponent you're playing, there's a bigger game a week from Tuesday. But never did I think that Georgetown would draw such a meh, when when Creighton joined the Big East, and that's what it was. Mm. Georgetown's bad. Georgetown's a really really bad basketball team. Yep. Ed Cooley might be the nicest guy in the world. That is a bad basketball team that tried to play against Creighton last night, who played really really well. And I don't think it's always easy to play well against a bad team. Man, Georgetown's awful. There's no. I I know Odson put it up on the prediction board that Georgetown won't win more than two games this year. They've only won one. It's looking good. Oh, they get DePaul again. They're going to be a struggle to win a game that is not against DePaul. They're yeah. bad. They're really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah, that was the thing, too. Uh, we mentioned yesterday that uh, Creighton, in the Creighton game, the previous matchup, uh, that Georgetown didn't have Epps and kind of thought, ah, probably not a big deal. I don't think it was a bad I think The guy shoots all the time. Yeah, he does. The guy never stops shooting. Their basketball IQ is terrible. Mm-hmm. I don't, Ed Cooley's going to snap. I threw a water bottle last night during a timeout, but I don't know how he keeps it together because their basketball IQ is brutal. I mean, I, I I watched a fourth grade YMCA team over the weekend, and they might have better basketball IQ than the majority of that Georgetown team. And I'm being nice. Yeah. I, I, and those games get heated too. The, well, in the stands they do. Yes. Yeah. It's more on the parents' side. Yeah. Yeah. That game last night, the only I was telling Jimmy when I got here, so the, really the only drama in the second half was you know the highlight that you heard, like okay, can Baylor Shireman do something that. Nobody's done from the traditional standpoint, and nothing since '85 with Benoit Benjamin. So nice. there was at least that. Once he did it, I'm like, okay, uh, what's going on in that Ohio State Wisconsin game? Ah, first one of four. Which <laughs> I did. Uh, I did take a look at that one too. Wisconsin, good for them. They broke a four game losing streak, but they still can't score. Like all of a sudden, Wisconsin just can't shoot, which is kind of weird. Yeah. That Ohio State opening and Michigan opening is going to be kind of interesting to see who they pursue. Yeah. Because those are, yeah. And Juwan Howard, listening to him last night and after the game, like, there's there's part of you, like, you, you watch a a struggling coach that is just out of answers at this point, and he was asked the question about, uh, 
if he still likes coaching. And I think you know the obvious answer to that too. But you know, it gives you that heartfelt yes, he does, and how the players mean mm-hmm. stuff to him. But it's it's just at that point I'm where miss him next you're year. you're you're listening to a guy who is who's just completely out of answers. And I think he, without actually admitting it last night, he knows. I mean, that, that's that's what I took away from listening to Juwan Howard last night too. I mean, it's, well, they're eight and seventeen. They got beat by twenty nine against Illinois, and yeah. I'll be very curious to see what the atmosphere is like when Nebraska plays there at the end of the year, because that's the last regular season game is in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a dead man walking. Yeah, it's just it's just they're gonna they're gonna do a documentary on how Michigan basketball under Jawan Howard just fell off the cliff. Now they could do a a documentary on Ed Cooley. Ed Cooley, super nice guy, good for the game. I'm not talking to you, Providence people. I. I do worry about him keeping that together. They're not very good. They're not very good at all. And I think when you've you, you kind of know it going in that it would be a little bit of a transition, but on the back end it could be really good with a recommitment mm-hmm. to basketball. But man, Epps just he just he shot him out of moments last night. You know, they got off to a good start and yeah. then reality kicked in. But Epps just keeps shooting. And there's nothing Ed Cooley could do. They're they're worse. Seeing them in person last night, they're worse than I thought. And you know, it's your first year where you can have the transfer portal and things, and you got a really really good head coach. You would think they would be better. They're not. They're not good at all. Yeah. Now that watching the the start that they got off to, and you're right now, is probably like the worst thing for Epps because all of a sudden, like, hey, knock down a couple threes. Well, let's just keep keep shooting them. But you brought up something about the basketball IQ, and I think when you watch a team like Creighton, that they know their system, they're comfortable in their system, they can kind of run their system in their sleep. And you know, even early in the game when maybe some of their shots aren't falling right away, like Baylor Shireman was kind of cold there in the first half too. It's just, you talk about contrast and styles, but more than anything of teams that know exactly what they're trying to accomplish on each possession, both defensively and offensively. And Georgetown, it did, it just kind of looked like a jumbled up mess. I mean, it, yeah. it, at one point it was just, okay, one and done shot within five seconds of the shot clock. And then, you know, they come down and they would look awful defensively. Like I'm watching them trying to get through picks and, you know, you're, you're, you're coming underneath picks. I mean, the, the space, I mean, that, that was a thing too. Like the first half, that thing could have been way worse on how they're getting out on shooters, the amount of space that they're giving shooters. I mean, they, they were lucky that Creighton was missing some shots early on. It was just everything that you would expect – a Georgetown, like even in some of the, the bad Georgetown teams, from a record standpoint, like they had length on the perimeter so they could contest shots. There were things that at least they could present that would maybe on a given night make it for a tough matchup. Like you just saw none of that. You've seen none of that with this team. And so I worry I, about Ed Cooley holding it together. You know, he went through the Providence return. People are chirping at him. He's got a bad basketball team, and yet he has to put on a good face. Yeah. It's also, so not to take anything, Creighton played really well last night. Um, and their big three did what the big three have done. And I don't think it's easy to play against a bad team. You can say, well, you're, you're 18 and a half point favorites and Creighton covered. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that, was the, most, yes, that was the most important thing to some. Uh, I, I would say a good majority of the people that uh, were there last night, they were like, hey, you know what? They covered. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. At least my app works. FanDuel. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's not easy to play against a team that plays that poorly and is a little disjointed. Right. And Creighton did what they had to do. Yeah, you can get now, sucked into it. Now, Shireman's triple-double, that's impressive in the college game. And, and Baylor is like a nightly walking triple-double. Um, but I, when he hit the triple-double, and I saw a tweet start to come out about who had done it in the past, mm-hmm. you know, he, 
His triple double was the first in what 104 years. Yeah. But then he, I, I, I don't know because we brought him up yesterday. How many people realize how dominant Benoit Benjamin yeah. was at Creighton? Yeah, he did with ten like, blocks, like forty-three, twelve, and ten. Yeah, like those kind of nights <laughs> right. back in the eighties. How how great that. Benoit Benjamin yeah. was at Creighton. I just remember him with the Clippers and David Robinson oh, taking him yeah. to school. Look at look at his numbers when he was playing here. Like there's specific nights. There's like four nights that I saw. I think it was Rob Anderson put out. And I'm like, damn, that is a yeah. hell of a stat line for a guy in college. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed I never really got to see him play. I was like five years old when he was playing. And <laughs> the broadcast between uh, Kevin and Nick did a good job of highlighting Benoit Benjamin. And they're like, at one point, they even had said, well, this broadcast yeah. has a lot of Benoit Benjamin references, which it did. But you're right. I mean, it kind of like, if, I, there's probably a lot of people that are listening that are either like my age or younger. They're like, wait, I got to... Yeah, look this guy up what he did at Creighton. Like you probably have heard of him, like you said, Jimmy, yeah. in the NBA, but it's like, damn, we always think like of like Kyle, the Kyle Corvers and some of these, you know, the players that have gone through Creighton, like, damn, that, that guy was a dude. Doing 10 blocks? Holy hell. Uh you know, the thing about watching Shireman play, and 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 Max said this last night, and I I there's part of me that sits there and watches Creighton and goes, Well, what are they gonna be like next year? Um, you're gonna have to spend some cash. Mm-hmm. But Shireman looks like the same guy that played at Aurora High School, that played at South Dakota State, and now is playing at Creighton. The same exact guy. The kid can bowl. It doesn't matter what level. And he's in his element. And he is. He's a walking triple-double. But the bigger story to me last night wasn't that Creighton covered and Creighton helped themselves. And now the next two games are intriguing because they go to Hinkle on Saturday, Mm -hmm. and then they come back next week for UConn which I still, I'm amazed that UConn isn't getting more run. In a year where some will say college basketball is wide open, I think there's two good teams, UConn and Purdue. Yeah, But agreed. UConn is uh, above everybody else. But it seems like we poo-poo 22-2. and two. Well, they're going to be in town next Tuesday. And we already know about UConn. And UConn and Marquette play Saturday, which is a monster game. Of the only two teams right now that I believe are Final Four worthy out of the Big East. Creighton, 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 Creighton second weekend, but... I have more faith in UConn and Marquette looking like a Final Four team. Mm -hmm. But my bigger takeaway from last night is after the game is over. You guys know where I'm going? No. So, you know, Mac and Ed Cooley are great friends. They have an enormous amount of respect for each other. Like, it's kind of cool in this uh, industry that you have two guys that are high-level coaches, uh, that are very competitive that have the kind of relationship that they do. And, you know, Ed Cooley and Mac have always spoke highly of each other in front of the media, and they always praise each other's programs. So Ed Cooley comes into the uh, post-game press conference last night, and again, I, I like Ed. I just think this is a, this is a bad team. They, they shouldn't be this bad in his first year, but it is what it is. They're now 1-12 in the, the Big East. But he gives praise to Creighton as a team. I mean, he said... They could have beaten the Boston Celtics. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, I Only problem is Ed Cooley did not have the Jason Tatum yeah. that played last night against Brooklyn and had forty-one. If he had Tatum, period. Uh, he also praised uh, Shireman, an NBA guy. He talked about the big three. But here is the biggest takeaway for me last night: is as he's getting done, he says, "quote They played really, really well today. You guys got a hell of a coach." I hope you all appreciate him. Hmm. 
I, but isn't that kind of isn't that kind of been the the thing around Mac? I mean, in a, in a way, we even kind of broached the topic of our fans now completely on the side of like when you think of Creighton basketball, he's the no. face. You're not thinking of the Dana Altmans. No. See, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going there. I, 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 I'm vibing with you, Nick. I think I know where you're going, but I'm not going there. So um, I just laid it out for you. Ed Cooley and Mac are great friends. They talk, right? Mm-hmm. I hope you all appreciate him. I know exactly where you're going. It he's not talking to the. Head. He's not talking to the fans. He's talking straight to the administration at Creighton. Hmm. Because I, I would have a hard time if I found a Creighton fan that did not appreciate what Mac has done. We're probably yeah. not having discussions any right. longer. Yeah, that's no. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I, I guess you're right as far as who. Would you? I mean, really I could be, be wrong. You could. You someone could nine five one sixteen twenty. You could say no, no. I think he's talking to the fans because there's a good section that really doesn't appreciate Mac, <laughs> and they want Mac to go retire. And I'd be like, like, shut your face. Hey, you don't realize what you got. Okay? Our phones I don't think. Up. I don't think he's talking to the fans. Mm. I think he's talking to Creighton's administration. Yeah, those little subtle. Which is, it, okay, they're friends. Okay, so they they talk. Hey, how's it going? You know, what yeah. do you what do you think? Everything good, man. You got a great team. You can make another run. I know it's a grind. This is the this is the time of the year where, geez, you just want to get to Madison Square Garden. You want to get the postseason started. How's everything going? You know, just that that's my read. I could be completely off, but that's how I took that comment. Good on Ed. He's got me. Th- I'm just like thinking of so many different things of where that where that's coming from, where that could what could that could mean. That last line really unsolicited. Yeah. That's the biggest takeaway hey, from that. It's hey, not if you like somebody stopped, asked. If you would have just stopped and said, you got a hell of a coach, people are going, yeah. yep. Yeah. yeah, we know. Thanks, yep. coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope you all appreciate yeah. it. Hmm. You just don't, remember you just don't I say, said You just don't say, I don't think yeah, you, I don't that, think you no, you're right. unsolicited. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Like, it'd be one thing if there was, you know, say like Creighton had been on a losing streak and there had been, again, this kind of goes back more to the fans, but maybe even not even getting like administrative support or something of that nature where you're hitting a a lull in the season, but clearly that's not yeah, you don't the scenario that, you, playing hey, out for Creighton. You don't say that. You don't say that line for when you're a, a program that's team. a top 25 team. I agree. Okay. Huh. Very much smell what you're cooking. I'm telling you. I, but, I, and that's, but that is a good, it's, it's a good discussion to have, though. Well, have it. Because if we're thinking about because I, I think it's probably an uncomfortable conversation for some, if you're vibing with what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And that's always been kind of the feeling with with Mac is we know, and we've even kind of talked about this before that that Mac is a guy that would be very attractive to other jobs. Okay, so as an administration, I would think that, and this is where we if, this is the conversation we were having yesterday of kind of how good Creighton has it and has had it lately, especially that transition into the Big East, having a guy that has had so much success, large amounts of success, where any of those seasons where you know they were struggling to get 500 in the, in the conference was such an outlier to be able to do that. I mean, and and look, at, look at what they were up against last night. Perfect example of what was once a great basketball brand that is absolutely fractured. Creighton has never even, I mean, even in their lowest points here in the Big East have not had those types of lows. So this is a, a head coach that has, from anything, more than anything, Success, I think of success and I think of consistency when I think of 
Coach Mack. That is something in this college basketball world that I think a lot of people are trying to seek when it comes to the leader of their program. So the question is, how much of that is actually appreciated? Are, and this is where, you know, sometimes you know, compensation is, is private because of the institution itself. So you don't always know exactly when you're getting the raise, when you're getting the extension, how much that is worth. But is it to what Greg McDermott should be making? based on the success they continue to have at Creighton. You had a Elite Eight run where you are second a whistle away from a Final Four. Is that support reflecting that? I don't think it's just of you got a really good coach here. You're in Omaha, Nebraska. Okay? Just make sure that you take care of him and you, you, you realize what he has done for your program to put it on that stage. He's two wins away from 602. There's another thing. So, I mean, you, I, I didn't want to put words in your mouth. You may have seen it somewhere. You might have you have taken that quote some something different. You were you were going somewhere else. Yeah, I was at first. I thought because I hadn't heard that at the end of last night, and at first I initially think of, okay, is there? Do we do we take the success for granted? As fans, as media, do we take that success for granted, and we just assume that every year is going to be positive? But you're right. The more I think about that, when that's coming from someone who knows Mac very well, that to me doesn't sound like gauging the fans. Because yeah, again, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. Man, I'd have a hard time having a conversation with you if you're a fan that doesn't appreciate right. your head basketball coach and what they've done for that university. I, I, I we we couldn't have any speaks. Yeah. Okay. We would we would walk on separate sides of the street. That just just curious after a game like that. Um, but a good win for Creighton. And now things get, as they do in the Big East, you got to go to Butler. Butler challenged Marquette last night. Uh, that is a team that thinks they're an NCAA team. They still need something on the resume. I mean, a sweep of Creighton would be big for Butler. Then you come, home for, then you come home for UConn. So never a night, not a, a night off in the Big East unless you're playing DePaul and uh, Georgetown. <laughs> All right, welcome in, everybody. Uh, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Jordan Love out there for uh, Jimmy Darnell oh, Valentine. Gosh. Old KU uh, nice. guard back in the 80s. Cleveland Cavaliers, great. Um uh, former, well, involved in Major League in dugouts as a uh, manager. Rick's, Bobby. Rick Sweet. Oh, yeah, nice. Bobby Valentine. Yeah. Bobby Valentine's still an athletic director at the small school in Connecticut. God, I don't know. With the fake mustache. I have no idea what he's doing these days. What a Benny Valentine. There's a Benny Valentine, too. There's a Darnell Valentine. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a Denzel Valentine. There's a Ted Denzel Valentine. Valentine yeah. yeah, there's Teddy Valentine. He should be working today. Yeah. So Teddy, hey, T- Teddy yeah. TV has uh, worked a lot more games like in the A-10, I've noticed, mm-hmm. when I stop on CBS Sports Network, which seems to be the home of the A-10 in the Mountain West. And DePaul. Uh, Teddy Valentine. Yes, DePaul. Yeah, he needs to be working tonight. I'm sure he's got to be working. Or does he get the night off? No, no, no. No, he he wants that. No, okay. I think, oh, Because you get the extra oh, air my time. God, they'd be talking about him. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how he got his last name. <laughs> well... <laughs> All right, uh, let me get you lined up for uh, today's show. Uh, on the heels of the uh, win last night, uh, downtown against uh, Georgetown and Baylor Shireman's triple-double. Also not to be lost is uh, another good night by Kalkbrenner and uh, Trey Alexander, who hit six threes. Matt D. Marinas from Blue Right View will join us coming up at uh, 8. Uh, we complete our uh, trip around the state for baseball. Lance Harville, the assistant coach for Nebraska. Nebraska's headed to uh, Arlington to take on some old Big 12 foes. Uh, this weekend, they announced their starting rotation. Uh, welcome to the world of Rob Childers. If you don't throw strikes and you don't miss yep. bats, you don't get the honor of starting. 
Um, but Brett Sears starting on Friday. I'm mm-hmm. very, very intrigued. I am too. Um, so Lance will join us coming up at uh, 8.30. And then uh, Brandon Vogel as well. It is the uh, lineup brought to you by the Roof Rees of John Higgins Weather Guard. We have lots to discuss. Matt Rule got loose on the radio last night. Said some, uh, said some stuff that kind of gives you a glimpse into the program. And I noticed this morning as I was walking in from the parking lot, uh, they must have started Matt Drills because they tweeted something out at 6. Oh, well, yeah, I thought he said that last night. I thought he said that they were starting this. I thought they so, were starting last let me look here. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, they, there we they, go. They have too much excitement for uh, oh, they're a big Valentine's Matt Day drills fans. at uh, 6 in the uh, morning. Um, but we won't require you to do Matt drills. They're not doing it in the snow. There's no snow in the field this time. This time last year was. your mouth. Beautiful uh, day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. 60. Yeah, and that's supposed mm-hmm. to snow on Friday? Yeah, but it'll be or gone. During the nice morning, weekend. Morning commute. Yeah, it'll be fine. Hey, I, I saw driving by Knowles yesterday. They had golfers out there. Really? Yeah. There's there's courses that. Alrighty. Yeah. That they're they're today. Not too much wind. Well, and yesterday there wasn't really any wind. I mean, it was comfortable if you're. You got the you got the equipment. You got the long pants and the long shirt. It would, it would Make be sure fine. You get a good stretch yeah. in before you go out there. All right. Last night was a good ball night, by the way. Uh, NBA do a college. We'll discuss all of uh, that. Always weird when you. Have a team that doesn't play for a whole week like Nebraska. I know. You sit around and go, mm, what, what should we do? <laughs> I got nothing to do. So you pay attention to Texas A&M Vanderbilt. And you go, how <laughs> yeah. about you, Jerry Stackhouse? Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. All right. If, you, uh, if you'd like to join the conversation at any point this morning, you can uh, hop on to the 42-degree uh, The Source uh, hotline, 951-1620. That's the number to get in. Just like uh, I was going to call him by his real name, but I call him by his screen name. Uh, Cheddar's Cheetah joins us now to kick off a uh, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, good morning. Gary, Nick, Jimmy, Cheddar's Cheddar. How are we doing? Good. How are you doing? You can't use your, well. you can't use not, your real I name? Not, I have, Well, I, I can, but I, I, I have not talked to you in forever. The format's changed a little bit, not as many phone calls as back in the past, but I just wanted to talk to you, go Chiefs, that secondary is really, really good. Yes, it Those is. Those defensive backs are phenomenal. You can just I go on bags. and on. <laughs> I just, I love them all. But the sports gods are very fickle. They're very fickle. It's it's pitchers and catchers report day today. And I wake up and I realize that Marmol is still my manager. <laughs> and it just, I just don't think I was allowed the proper amount of time to celebrate the Chiefs win with, this happening? No, no, no. You're, 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 don't don't worry about your Cardinals, okay? They, they, they'll okay. they'll find a way to win 84 games. I don't know if that's going to be good enough to get where I want to get to, though. I think 85 um, wins that division. It could. That yeah. division is not going to be good. Hey, do you think Steve Spagnola should go to the Hall of Fame as a defensive coach? I. You know, if uh, there's no precedent, why not start the precedent, right? I mean, if uh, Devin Hester is getting in the Hall of Fame, I think Dante Hall and uh, Steve Spagnuolo should be in the Hall of Fame if we're going to go that route. He's got um, he's got four rings, and the four rings are against four number one seeds. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I know. I think um, if you're going to get a coordinator in, uh, absolutely, he's he's the one. I mean, he is. I, you know, I heard an interesting stat. He played what the the three final teams that we played this year averaged over thirty points a game this year, and I think he held them to an average of fifteen in the yep. playoffs. Yeah, the, the most they the most they gave up all year was twenty seven. Yeah, I 
I, it's what he does in the second half of games is um, is phenomenal. I mean, it's it, it's it is he's playing chess while most others are playing checkers. So it's it's pretty interesting to see what he does. And like it goes back to uh, you know the players on the field and them buying into what he's coaching. Those those, those quarterbacks, McDuffie, Snead. The safeties. I mean, they they're phenomenal, and I, we got to get we got to get Jones back as well. I I was we were talking yesterday. I don't know if we're going to get a chance to three peat discount on him, but um, thirty. I, I've been reading thirty five mil is about what it's probably going to take because mm-hmm. um, he can be franchised for about thirty two. So I think it's going to be about thirty five um, a year, unless we can get a little discount for him, but. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens this offseason. Yeah, uh, do they go? I, get a, do they, they go? They got they. Do they go first, with a wide receiver? Uh, yes. Or do, or do they go with the young ones that they have? Well, I you know the one thing that they've they perfected is they don't pay wide receivers a lot of money. Um, but I think their wide receiver offensive line will be an area they go. Yeah. I think Snead is the most. I think Snead to me is more important than Chris Jones, and then they go Chris Jones and taking care of a contract. I would I would agree with that. I think um, I would agree with that. I think Chris Jones is an animal, but I think Snead, you lock him up. Uh, I mean, he what is he four years younger than Chris Jones? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's I think that's says a lot. So, but um, anyway, I won't keep you guys. I would love the show. Um, keep doing what you're doing, and we'll listen on from here. All right, thanks, Chattis. Cheddar, cheddar. Anybody it going to the parade? Anybody what? that anybody that uh, you know going to the parade? Anybody that any of us know? Uh, I don't know. Nice uh, weather. I cold down at KLIN has gone a couple of years since he took his uh, kids. Did you go? I don't know. It's weird. It's, I know you didn't go last year. Did you go to the first one? No. Okay. I think I was still hungover. As you <laughs> it's a weird day. It's like, shouldn't be driving. It's like Valentine's Day. It's Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Well, today, yeah. Yeah. It falls you know, you could yeah. really make a big deal with doing ashes at the parade. So you sell them for a dollar. <laughs> You think they're wow. going to be? You think they're going to be priests out there that are are, are blessing the wow? Be yeah. blessing the, wow. the party goers. You can now, always make a buck. I don't know if you're a man of faith, <laughs> but I'm guessing you're not. Um, the ashes don't cost anything. Yeah, I know. Usually don't yeah. charge. But then they would think be, I don't need to I stop. I think on that the way would home. be a scam. Those would be faux, <laughs> those would be faux ashes. I think you would immediately to go to H E double hockey sticks. Yes. If you were running a scam at the Kansas City Chiefs oh, Valentine's yeah. Day Ash Wednesday parade, <laughs> yep. and you were charging people a dollar to put your thumb in the ashes and put the sign yep. across on their forehead, mm-hmm. and you're not even a priest. Yep. <laughs> what I if believe, you donate it to a I church? believe that that is not kosher, is yes. what they say on the street. Yes. Yeah, that that doesn't fly. You know, though, if you do get uh, ordained online and they have like the accessories that you can purchase, you can get the collar. It's very easy. I thought to you're going to say the ashes. Well, I haven't looked to see if they have the ashes, but yeah, I mean, you can you can get the accessories, and one of the accessories is actually getting the collar. Like, no, I'm I sorry, it'd be worse. I, I, I would feel very weird doing that. Yeah, if you're like marrying a friend or something like that, and you're you know you're the officiant, and all of a sudden you show up with the collar, isn't that yeah. kind of sacrilegious? Thing? <laughs> yes. Yes. But but yet they have them available for purchase. See, that I would not do. Okay, so should I flex on a priest, by the way? <laughs> I mean... Should I, like, should I go online and just talk smack to a priest who, was, who lied to his congregation on Sunday? Oh? So Father John over at Christ the King, because I ran into him later in the afternoon uh, at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, I said, hey, Father, how you doing? And I had my Chiefs hoodie on. And he goes, he goes, where are you watching the game? I said, ah, watching it at home. And he goes, he goes, well, good luck. And I said, Chiefs fan? And he said, nope. I told, uh, in my uh, sermon, I told everybody that the 49ers are going to win. And I said, oh. ooh. I go, oh. that's going to be harsh for you because you're not supposed to lie as a priest. Right. So we haven't had any communication since then. Hmm. Thinking about stopping by Christ the King today, going into confession, and he's sitting there taking confession, and I go, <laughs> I don't know, that might be bad. Uh, but but are you are you supposed to be the bigger man when it comes to uh, your lied. your dealings with the priest? He lied to the people at Christ the King. Yeah, that's what I mean. On Sunday. It is he, the said the, he said the 49ers are going to win. And you would think because everything's mm. rigged that he would have the power as a man of the cloth. <laughs> it did not happen. Gary, don't yeah. worry. It's going to go to overtime and 15's <laughs> going to come through for you. Enjoy the game. Gosh, if he would have said that, I'd be like, man, we got a gambling yeah. priest. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Padre, what do you got on uh, tonight's uh, Illinois game? Uh, off and uh, running. Lots uh, to discuss. And God dang it. We got to come up with something to sacrifice at the spring game. We just have to. We did, we, did, oh, we just yeah. we just have to. Uh, because yeah, the curse is real. Mm-hmm. The curse of Nebraska athletics is absolutely real with the news yesterday that Jordy Ball is out for the uh, season. So we got to come up with something. I mean, someone's going to have to take one for old GBR. <clears throat> I mean, at this point, we got to get drastic. Callahan? Is there anybody? Not Gascan? <laughs> no. All right, 40 past the hour. There's Nick, Jimmy, I'm Gary. Happy Valentine's every uh, day, everybody. This is our gift to you. With all kinds of love, like one love, but in this mm-hmm. case, it's 1620 love. Yeah, yeah. On the zone.